Perfect. All right. All right, here we go. Hello and welcome to another edition of Who Are We? It's May 28, 2019. My name is Jonathan Kinsunji and I'm the creator of Equality, Diversity and Inclusion Now. Uh, the acronym is E-D-I-N exclamation mark. <laughs> this is a people advocacy group currently stationed in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, which main focus is to educate and promote awareness and understanding of the many citizens we live with every day, giving you those diverse stories. Whether it would be your neighbor, relative, friend, or acquaintance, everyone is different and we have to cherish and celebrate who you are and listen what you have to say as well. I am also your host for today. Yay. Joining me on this journey, I have Daniela Chirinos. Hi. I met Daniela this past January through a previous employer and we stayed connected. Getting to know her, I love her passion, knowledge, and hunger for life and that she is an advocate in her own right by bringing to light a lot of issues which are important for people to know. I also love that her heart is open and she stays true wherever she goes, which she will talk about. I am to the moon to have her on the show today. So Daniela, let's get to know you. Thank you for okay. having me. Okay. So uh, tell us your story. Who is Daniela Chirinos? Um, okay, so Daniela Chirinos is a Venezuelan born and raised uh, woman. I identify as a woman. Um, <laughs> I was born in Venezuela and I moved to Canada almost 10 years ago this August. Oh wow, congrats. Yes, yeah. big, big, uh, big anniversary, the 10 year. Yeah. Um, Daniela is a person who is passionate about diversity and inclusion, who is passionate about um, LGBT plus rights and advocacy, someone who is passionate about music, uh, who loves to go to rock concerts. Um, Someone who enjoys making new friends and, right. and making connections with people mm -hmm. um, and just someone who really wants to make a positive impact in, in her community and, and the world. Okay, great. Yeah. So I have to say, your skin tone is light in nature, as you can see lighter than me. Yeah. Um, what are your ethnic roots? Have you researched your family tree at all? So it's funny, I, I have, yeah. Okay, so good. actually I did the ancestry test uh, a few months back because, yeah. you know, I don't look, I mean, there is no such thing as looking Latina. Like the Latino community is so diverse within itself that there are people that look, you know, all sorts of, in all sorts of shapes and colors. Um, but you know, when people think of Latinas, they think of this like beautiful cinnamon skin, which I unfortunately don't have. Um, and so I, I always wanted to, I, I was always curious and wanted to see if there was maybe some sort of, um, you know, somewhere up on my family tree that would, maybe I came from Germans or Polish or someone, my partner Alcimar always teases me and says that I'm Polish because I'm so white. Uh, and so I got the test and actually I am mostly Portuguese, oh, Portuguese and Spanish, and Spanish. which makes sense uh, just based on the immigration to Venezuela. Yeah. But I also have a large percentage of Native American in okay, me, so okay. I'm almost 26% indigenous. Indigenous, yeah, yeah. believe it or not. That's right. Um, and especially on my father's side, I actually know family that is in looks indigenous, and, yeah. they're, and they're directly related to me. So yeah. that I I don't know why I look the way that I look, but. Um, 
if I like looking at my DNA results, I am I come from European, Spanish, Porti Spanish and Portuguese background, but I was born and raised in Venezuela. And as far as my family tree goes, I know up until my great 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 grandmother, they were all born in Venezuela. So I'm not really sure. It's still kind of a question mark for me, but. But, yes. but Venezuelan, 100%. Yes, Great. 100%. Okay. Yeah. And that brings us to the next question. So you are born and raised in the country of Venezuela, yeah. uh, which you are very proud of. I am. Uh, what are some of the things you want people to know about where you come from? Well, you know what? Venezuela is a country that has been lately in the public eye for very unfortunate reasons. Mm which I'm not going to elaborate on because that's not really what I want people to know about my country. Yep. What I want people to know about Venezuela is that it is a beautiful country. It is super diverse. It is actually in size, the same size as Ontario, oh. but it has all ecosystems within it. So in a country the size of just the province of Ontario, you can find um, desert, mountainous, uh, snowy mountains, um, jungle, plains, um, beaches, beautiful, beautiful beaches. It is very, very diverse. It is very, um, how do you say that? Fertile. So, mm -hmm. you know, anything that basically you plant grows. Um, back in the day, we used to export many things like um, cocoa and uh, coffee and black beans and just a lot of things that we don't export anymore, but you know, if we plant them, they will grow. Um, it's a very beautiful country. The people are very beautiful, They're very warm and open and friendly. Um, I remember growing up, we used to get people that would come in from exchange, like exchange students, but yeah, when yeah. I was in high school and they all never wanted to leave, just oh, yeah. because, yeah, the people are very super friendly and warm and they love to party and dance and it's just, uh, it's a beautiful place. Unfortunately, right now it's not in its best situation, but, but it is really beautiful yeah. and hopefully a lot of people eventually will have the opportunity to, to go there and oh. see it. Okay, great. So as an immigrant, what made you want to come to Canada to start a new life? Um, so I am fairly young and I came to Canada fresh out of high school and um, back then things in my country weren't so bad and really the reason why I wanted to come here is because like I wanted to get away from home yeah. and just have a different experience. I wanted to perfect my English. I went to a bilingual school so yeah. I had pretty good English but I wanted to perfect it and I also just wanted to be free. Mm -hmm. um, I my I had a very happy childhood, but my parents were kind of strict, and yeah. I, I was very um, sheltered. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to do whatever I wanted. Yeah, yeah. Really. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so I moved to Canada um, just because I had been to the U.S. a few times, and I just didn't feel like I was a fit for that <laughs> society. Um, and I wanted to go to Australia uh, first, okay. and my dad told me no freaking way. <laughs> Australia is super far. And the time difference mm -hmm. like it was just it was a no and my parents had been to Canada once before and they just my dad said why don't you go to Canada it's pretty nice up there yeah. and I was like okay <laughs> I didn't really know anything about Canada I was had no idea how multicultural and diverse yeah. it was I yeah. thought I was gonna come here and it was just gonna be like light blue-eyed Caucasian people <laughs> yeah. and I was very surprised when I got here and realized that it was completely the opposite mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I came here to perfect my English and so I did that. Then I decided that I wanted to stay and I applied for school and I got into college. I did college and then 
you know, me getting used to Canadian society and forming meaningful friendships and relationships here, yeah. starting to feel like this was my home, plus yeah. the fact that the situation in my country was getting worse and mm -hmm. worse, kind of made it easy for me to just decide to really? stay here. Yeah. And so this is home now. Okay. And how do you find Toronto or even Canada's diversity? now that you live here that uh, definitely the diversity is one of the things that i love the most yeah. about about toronto yeah. um and canada because i've yeah. been fortunate enough to go around and i've, I've been to calgary mm. and montreal yeah. and vancouver like mm -hmm. the bigger bigger cities mm. and, and it's pretty diverse all around yes. and that's one of my favorite things about canada i mm. love how i've learned about every culture i'm from a small town in venezuela not even from the capital and mm. so I didn't. I wasn't really exposed that much to other cultures, other than through sometimes TV, maybe. Yeah. So um, I loved how I've been able to learn about different religions, points of views, cultures, um, rituals, like everything. Um, I've, I've had the pleasure of working in different types of institutions and environments, um, and I've done everything from like serving and cleaning floors to yeah. now working in a corporation. Yeah. Um, and just like being exposed to that diversity is definitely by far one of the most like mo one of my favorite favorite things about Canada and Toronto Great. of course. Great. Awesome. And you do belong to a diverse community. Yeah. What uh, or are, are you able to share this with us and what do you identify yourself as? So I identify as a cisgender bisexual woman. Yeah. Um, that is how I define myself and yeah. you know it took me some time and getting to know myself and really doing some deep soul searching to get to that conclusion but yeah that's how i identify myself oh, okay yeah. great and uh, from the through the grapevine i heard about uh about a wedding so congratulations oh, yes. on your upcoming wedding <laughs> um how <laughs> did you, you and your part you. how did your you and your partner meet and fall in love so my partner, Elsie Mar, and I, she's also Venezuelan, yeah. and we met through a friend in common. Yeah. It's actually funny because the first time that we met was at this friend's house, and Elsie um, Mar didn't like me very much. <laughs> she said that uh, she, I thought I was kind of pretentious, which I get a lot yeah. from people. Um, but then the second time that we saw each other, it was at a friend's birthday party, and my friend is Mexican, and Mexicans go big when with their celebrations, and so we were at a birthday party, and I got there late after work because I used to work as a server back then um, and there was a huge long table and everybody was sitting down and chatting and the only seat available was next to her to Alcimar uh, oh. and so I had no choice but to sit next to her and then we just started talking and one thing led to another we then went dancing and like there was this really creepy guy at the end that wanted to like take me like take me out dancing and she was like no 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 she's she's with me she's my girl and I was just like oh um, and then kind of after that I just felt super attracted to her and so I looked her up on Facebook oh, yeah. and I messaged her and we started chatting and then I was super forward because <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. very interested in her and uh, I don't know there was just something about her that I just wanted to keep talking to her I wanted to keep seeing her and so we we kind of went out as friends for a few weeks and then you know things happened and so five and a half years later and we're together and engaged and hopefully we'll be getting married this November. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, that I'm is very awesome. excited. I'm very happy. Thanks for your story. Uh, and so as a cisgendered uh, bisexual woman, yeah. as you stated, uh, describe the adversity you had to overcome 
for being who you are and what are you faced with today? Well, there's definitely been, so there, there's like, this is like a twofold yeah. answer. Yeah, so yeah. on the one hand, um, being bisexual, you kind of experience a little bit of judgment yeah. from not only straight people, but mm. also from people from the LGBT community. Mm. Um, I believe that there's a lot of stigma and misinformation around what is being bisexual. Mm -hmm. And then you get the type of comments of people like, why are you confused or why you can't figure mm. out what you like? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not really about that. You know, when you're bisexual, you just, you feel attraction to both sexes. Yeah. Um, and for me personally, it's not really about um, what you identify is or what your gender identity mm -hmm. is for me is more about who you are as a person yeah. what you believe in and your soul and your your essence yeah um, and so that's really what it means for me and so I, I can find a woman or a man equally attractive as long as their heart is beautiful that's right that's right um, and then the other part uh, so that's been like a, a bit of adversity you know just like dealing with people's ignorance and misconceptions um, on the other hand on the more personal side it's been tough for my family because I come like I said from a very conservative family and my parents are very religious and so when I came out to them which was after about a year that Elsimar and I had been together I had never been with a woman before and they kind of never saw it coming, I guess. And uh, it was really tough mm -hmm, yeah. for them. And it's, it still is, it's mm -hmm. a struggle. We are um, we're definitely in a much better place. And with me getting engaged now, they kind of realize that... It's real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's not a phase. And not no. only that, but like, you know, if they want to continue being a part of my life, of they kind of have to accept me mm -hmm. how I am. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a work in progress, but, you know, thankfully my parents really love me. Of course, yeah, yeah. They love yeah, me, yeah. and and even though it's hard for them, they're trying their best to open their hearts and just accept me as I am. Even though we obviously differ in some pretty big <laughs> concepts of yes. what's right, what's normal, what's yeah. wrong, what's not normal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's another adversity that I've had to uh, overcome, and mm -hmm. and I keep dealing with still to yeah. this day but I can definitely say you know looking back where I was four years ago when I came out mm -hmm. to now that definitely my parents are are really trying and uh, I actually was just in Orlando they live in Florida now yeah. visiting them and uh, you know I wasn't sure if they were gonna come to my wedding or not oh. Yeah. And they told me that they they are. Yeah. So I am great. like that means the world to me. I'm super excited, yeah, and yeah. so it definitely is a, a sign that we are we are moving forward. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And so, uh, what are the misconceptions you think people have of the LGBTQ two spirit community? How does a person educate themselves on this community? Well, I think that there's a lot. I mean, I just spoke to someone like from the perspective of a bisexual person. Yeah. Uh, I also sometimes like I'm a little cautious when it comes to speaking for the community yeah. just because it is such a diverse community yes, right. that I don't, I can't speak for everyone. I just usually try to stay to my, stick to my personal experience and my personal way of looking at things. Um, but just in general, there are definitely lots of misconceptions starting from, you know, beliefs of like, everyone that's a member of the community is promiscuous and yeah. there's no true love and like there's a lot of um, 
that that type of like craziness and yeah. just you know like at least if I look at the things that for example I've heard from people in my family like a lot of I don't I don't know specifically the word but like too much freedom you mm. may say mm. um, so like you're saying structure maybe yes yeah. lack of structure yeah. or that you know gay relationships are and can be really lasting yeah or like they don't believe that two people from the same sex will be together for the rest of their lives and have yeah. like what we know as a marriage. Mm -hmm, right. Um, I think that there, and I can't even begin to think of misconceptions, for example, the team, right? For yeah, the transgender yeah. people, I, yeah. I can only imagine what they go through. Mm -hmm. um, there is a lot of misinformation, I think, yeah. you know, and just things that people have just heard and repeated throughout the years but it's mm -hmm. not really a true reflection of of what people are of who we are as a right. community mm -hmm. completely the opposite i mean i feel like i have found another family in the community mm -hmm. and yeah. and just you know that sense of being able to be my true self without any sort of masks or um, feeling like I have to edit what I say or how I act I can just be my true self I love I love the freedom aspect of the community how people feel like they just it doesn't really matter what others think you can just be yourself and people will love you for who you are mm -hmm. um, so I think that you know misconceptions are mostly based on people being just misinformed and ignorant yeah. mm -hmm. but I believe that through initiatives like this and yeah. the more talking and educating people right. hopefully this will all change mm -hmm. and uh, I feel like already as a society we're making big strides at that mm -hmm. um, like if you look at mainstream media you know you see things nowadays that you would have never, never seen, seen like even five or ten years ago which yeah. is not that long ago yeah. so I definitely think that we're we're trying mm -hmm. um, and we're slowly getting there yeah. but there's still there's still lots to do for sure yeah. um, could you identify some of the LGBT LGBTQ2 spirit terms which are not politically correct and which ones are hurtful that must be avoided? Um, well, that's also something that I think might be different yeah, depending on the person. On, yeah. um, if you ask me who are what I don't think is politically correct, uh, I don't believe that the word transvestite is yeah. used anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like that is not really well seen. Yeah. Uh, you can use trans or transgendered, yeah. which are more neutral terms that are better accepted. Yep. Um, obviously, the F word yeah. is completely off yeah. limits. Yeah. Like that is not cool ever. Yeah, only, like, I think that only drag queens get away with using <laughs> that one in in shows. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely not not acceptable. Yeah. Um, words like dyke. Yeah. To refer to women that are more masculine looking um, mm -hmm. can be can be perceived as offensive. Yeah. Um, it all depends, right? Some women wear the word with pride and that's fine, but it's usually seen as a derogatory term. Yeah. So I would refrain from using that word. Okay. Um, okay. And yeah, okay. I, I the ones that I feel comfortable saying are yeah, not appropriate are yeah, those. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, so we're gonna bring it back to you now. So uh, describe what you would tell 12-year-old Daniela. Explain what you would tell children who are going through the same thing that you went through. So when I was 12, I was on sixth grade, yeah. going on seventh grade, yeah. right? And so I would tell my younger self to 
listen to that little voice in her head that you know is curious about yeah. different things yeah. don't shut it off mm -hmm. um, because that voice will become louder and louder with time yeah. until you cannot ignore it anymore um, I will tell her that things are gonna be okay mm -hmm. that her parents love her <laughs> yeah. and uh, that they might be tough on her but that's just because they love her yeah um, and I would tell other kids that are going through similar situations to not be afraid, to not be afraid to ask for help, um, to go to counseling, to talk to a therapist or a psychologist, whatever you feel comfortable with. Uh, definitely going to therapy in my older years has helped me mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. And I kind of wish I had done it sooner. sooner. Yeah. So. So yeah, I, that's what I would say. Okay, great. Uh, so how do we strive for equality? Where do we need to go to bring inclusion to that next level? Well, I believe that first, by educating people, it's important. That's yeah. the step number one. Because, yeah. you know, once people start to learn about different perspectives and points of view, I find that they are more prone to respecting them and accepting them versus trying to impose yourself. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know try to recognize our biases because we all yeah. have unconscious mm -hmm. yeah. biases and over different things and so it's it's always good to keep that in mind so you can you know when you're it, it's impossible not to make judgments right I feel yeah. like as people you see something or someone and right away you make a judgment even yeah. though you might not consider yourself a judgy person mm -hmm. it's just how we are as humans so I feel like having that um, being conscious of your unconscious biases is very important mm -hmm. um, and what do we need to do to bring inclusion to the next level like I said keep educating people not giving up on the fight for equality mm -hmm. speaking up and being an advocate for minorities and yeah. people whose voices are not usually heard mm -hmm. okay. not getting tired okay good uh, and so in a perfect world in your eyes how would your communities live? Perfect world. Well, in a perfect world, we wouldn't have to do this. Right. Right? In a perfect world, we would just all get along and be accepted as yeah. we are. Um, there would just be no need for these types of initiatives, which I think are right now fundamental, yeah, yeah. and I'm so glad that we're uh, doing them. Yeah, yeah. But in my perfect reality, people would just be accepted for who they are yeah. and uh, be able to love who they are and we wouldn't judge people based on their sexuality or their skin tone yeah. or their native language or their culture or religion if I said that again I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> um, but that for me that's what perfect equality looks like and we yeah. all have the same rights and we're all able to have access to the same opportunities mm -hmm. and yeah. yeah, okay. Um, what is your legacy and what do you want the future to hold in store for you? Wow, it's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, you know what I want my legacy to be is one of love. Yeah. Definitely I want to be remembered as someone who loved unconditionally. Yeah. As someone who got past appearances and judgments and just got to know people for who they really are. Um, and uh, what do I want the, wor the, the world or life to hold in store for me? I guess more opportunities like this. Yeah. Right. More opportunities to tell my story, more opportunities to help people 
um, to raise awareness, to educate. Um, this is something that I'm really passionate about and something that I do um, on the side of my day-to-day -day job yeah. and I, I hope that I can continue to do it yeah. forever. Mm -hmm. So how can people get in contact with you to keep up the conversation? Sure. Yeah. Um, Instagram is probably the best way. Okay. I am very like the millennial I am. <laughs> yeah. I am super active on social media um, and I would say Instagram. My Instagram is public and anyone can reach me. Yeah. Um, my handle is at Danny Chirinos. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you can add yeah, a little caption sure. there to for sure. Yeah, spell on the it website. for yeah, people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but feel free to follow me or send me a DM. Yeah. Ask me or, you know, if you live in Toronto, I'd be more than happy to set up a time to meet and yeah. chat yeah, and exactly. just share experiences. That sounds great. Thanks, Danielle. And any closing words or remarks? Well, thank you for thinking of me of for course. this, Jonathan. Yeah. I yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess just closing words, just remember to love each other. Remember to be kind to others because you don't know what other people are going through yeah. behind uh, what might seem like a smile or just a facade. Just always be kind and thoughtful of others and don't be so quick to judge. Yeah. Um, that's it. And just uh, do things with love. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Daniela, I want to personally and wholeheartedly express my gratitude for taking the time to join us on Who Are We? and supporting me at Eden. I hope everyone listening and reading has learned something new and in future can continue to support Daniela and her community wherever possible. It is the right thing to do. Muchas gracias, Daniela, for, for letting us get to know you. So please join me next time on another edition of Who Are We? where we will have a brand new guest speaking about who they are. Make sure you stay up to date with us at Eden by checking out the website when it is up and running and ensure you follow us on social media with the hashtag EdenNow. That's E-D-I-N-O-W. Lastly, make sure you familiarize yourself with the Canadian Human Rights Act and Employment Equity Act as this is the foundation of the work I do. We need equality, diversity, and inclusion now. My name is Jonathan Kinsenji and the more you know, the more you grow. Uh, we want to say thanks to the old spaghetti factory here on 54 Esplanade at Toronto, Ontario. Yes. And goodbye, everybody. Hi. Bye. Thank you for having me. For sure. <laughs>